family we are back and we yeah and we back i we am, are back i should rogers i am brian Hare, and you are listening to another episode of the jigsaw you mm-hmm. do this is the podcast where we figure out how to navigate the craziest puzzle piece ever created and that is the jigsaw of life what do we do we talk about the perils the prayers, mm. the productivity and the pomp and circumstance of being black in america brother yes oh. i man it's a great day to be black we are here in the land of the living god has shined his light on us i woke up this morning and i saw my skin and said god i thank you Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i thank you you did it again <laughs> i woke up black again <laughs> I woke up black again. How was your holiday, man? Bruh, it was great. It was, I enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I spent time with my mom. Uh, she cooked a whole bunch of food. There was only a few of us. Like it was me, my wife, daughter, my mom, and she cooked a whole spread. Listen. <laughs> uh, but it was great, man. Uh, four days off. It was great. How about you? It was, how long did you eat the food? Uh, we stopped eating on Saturday. Ooh, one day longer than one day um, shorter than me. <laughs> yeah, we uh, what's it say? Uh, I think the we froze. Come on, mom sent us home with a bunch of food, hmm. so we froze like a whole bunch of the fruit. Cause I'm like, we're not about to eat all of this food. So. Yeah. So no, Thanksgiving was really good. I told you, um, told the people that my parents were coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, dad, a niece, a nephew, and my grandmother came so we were really low-key because grandma was here so mm-hmm. we didn't go nowhere we didn't really do anything because ain't nobody trying to you know run those kind of risk mm-hmm. it's dope having them here uh mom helped me cook and we cooked oh i'm sure bread <laughs> robin, robin rogers uh she cooks yeah we had a spread of stuff um uh, i smoked my turkey it was absolutely phenomenal uh, we ate turkey and dressing and stuff thursday friday friday we took a slight break saturday because mm-hmm. we did my mom, I, I made my mom since she was here create me a wreath because she's i told her she to get her own biz our wreath is fire uh <laughs> so we went and got that <laughs> so we ate like lunch while we were out mm-hmm. um and then we ate it again sunday because i'm just like, i'm not i'm not cooking but my, hey, when monday came when monday comes i was like listen when monday comes all right daryl <laughs> Uh, but no, man, I, I was like, no, I can't. And then I, I cooked a very simple meal because I had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did like this lemon herb pasta, but it tastes mm-hmm. like five-star cuisine. Cause I'm sure. Different than turkey and dressing. But no, the holidays were great. Much needed break. And we missed y'all. We did. We missed the people. We missed y'all. We missed y'all. But today's episode is a good one, if I must say so myself. I think we got some mighty stuff planned. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm excited. I'm excited about this episode. One, because it begins the first episode of a December to remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Christmas is here. I finally got the Grinch in Christmas spirit. I'm in, I'm in spirit. After Thanksgiving, I'm, I, I, go, I go into, especially in the recent time, after Christmas, I've, I've, not at Christmas, after Thanksgiving, I've jumped deep into the holiday spirit. So I'm there. Post Thanksgiving, this is like if anybody ever watched a Christmas Carol, the, the Ebenezer Screw story. This version of Brian is once Ebenezer wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> Put, 
all the different present, past, future. So this is up. <laughs> he, he's dancing. He's singing. He's doing it all. And uh, he's he letting his jingle jangle. I'm letting it all jangle. Let his jingle. Let, let that jingle jangle. <laughs> Just let that jingle jangle. Just let it jingle. <laughs> oh, Little Richard said, "Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out." Holy macadandy. Holy macadandy. Let it all hang out. Holy macadandy. At, <laughs> at Christmas, you make it make it make your toes shoot up in your boot. <laughs> Is it make your toes shoot up in your boot? Yes. I, I I would like to consider that my music is spiritual. <laughs> it is spiritual. I'm a Jewish boy with a black bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get us started on Little Richard. We love that man. We love that. I love that man. To dedicate a segment or something to Little Richard. It, Richard Penniman. We, we love us a Richard Penniman. Richard Penniman. All that macadam. Jesus Christ. Um. So you want to jump into the song of the week? Uh, yeah, it was actually my week to do it. However, okay, since it is the season of giving, Ooh, mighty God, and, and since Christmas is your season, I mean, I'm going to relinquish my song of the week to you. You're so kind. You know, it's the season of giving. The, the Lord, the Lord, Lord gave in in this season, so that we could give. Ooh, thank you. So, since you have bestowed upon me this honor. I got to give you a good one. Give me a good number. A, a deep crate number. A deep crate black Christmas number. Yes. It's a black. By your note. This the season to be jolly. But how can I be when I have nobody? The Utah Carol. Sing, man of God. Don't make it better. Um, knowing that we won't be together. This is what she goes in. A silent night. <laughs> I know it's going to be joy to the world. But it's going to be sad for me. What do the lonely do? That's what do they do? For Christmas. Then when she get into it toward the end, she go, what do they do? What do they do at Christmas time? That is what do the lonely do? What do they do? Shit. We don't know what they do. She never told us. She <laughs> in question. Woman of God wants to know. She said, because I'm going to be lonely. She said, listen, that thing spoke to my spirit. Now, I ain't never been lonely on Christmas, but listen to these words. <laughs> He said, a silent night, glory to God. I know it's going to be joy to the world. But mm. be sad me, woman of God, I pull you out of depression. Pull her out. <laughs> and I speak joy to your spirit. But yes. just like we love when Mary J. Blige is heartbroken because she gives us great music. She so does. Should we love the fact that you was lonely because you gave <laughs> black classic. Yes. I love that song. Now. If you want to go look for it, look for the original, the emotions, what do the lonely do? When it comes up, they go, the, the ironic part about this song is that on that album cover, they're going to be like on the beach or something. It ain't no, <laughs> no Christmas album. I think they threw it at the end of one of their albums. Uh, Anthony Hamilton and the Hamiltons redid it on his Christmas album. He does a really great version. He's all in his falsetto, giving mm. Brad and Earl vibes as he knows. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so go check that out. You know we love good black music here. And um, that's the song of the week. That was a great song. But I think that's, uh, you know, since we're doing Christmas songs, let's, I know we talked, we said this was a December to remember, um, but Brian, tell the people what the December to remember really is all about. Well, the December to remember, you know, as, as we stated earlier, you know, it's the season of giving, yes. right? And we believe in giving. Uh, it's a great time for that. So uh, not only do, are we you know, going to be giving something, we're also going to be making some great announcements and giving some great announcements, great information uh, to you all during this month. Uh, we have something up our sleeves. And I'm going to announce it right now. We have, for our, you know, great listeners, mm. what we call the Ultra Black Holiday Prize Pack Giveaway. Listen. Let me say that again. We have the Ultra Black. Ultra Black. Ultra Black. Like Bernie Mac Black. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Blue Black. Blue black. Purple black. You don't know what color it is. It's so black. It's blackity black. Um, black. We have, we have the ultra black prize pack giveaway. Um, the rules are simple, Joshua. Mm-hmm. The rules are simple. So all you got to do is you want this pack. It's going to be um, and, and this ultra black is great. If you want this pack, you want this giveaway, uh, just follow the Jigsaw podcast. Follow us on IG. Uh-huh. Like the ultra black holiday prize pack post. And they just tag three friends. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Follow us on IG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three friends. And guess what? You can re-enter every day. And every the, single day. The way that you re-enter is just tag. If you already followed us and liked it, all you got to do is tag three more friends. That's it. And you increase your chances. Mm-hmm. Prize pack. Now, you're probably saying, what's in the prize pack? Y'all being so ambiguous. Because... We ain't going to tell y'all what's all in the prize pack. Just know that it's going to be real, real black. Super black. It's going to be filled with everyday essentials, okay? And who the <laughs> And what are the essentials? Soap, you know, toiletries, you know, mm-hmm. combination of that. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's right. gonna be amazing and it's going to be free to you. Right. So and it's going to be black. It's going to be black. So you have until December 12th, I believe. We said uh, something like 12th or 13th to submit your, to do all the things that we asked you to do. And we're going to announce the winner on, I think the 14th, whenever that day is. And then mm-hmm. we'll that winner to ship them their pack and we're going to be all good. Yeah. Yeah. So this is December to remember. So be mindful that, you know, follow our pages, follow our, um, you know, uh, listen to us because we're going to be dropping some, you know, some, some bombs uh, on y'all this uh, month, this whole month. So. We drop so it. Look out! Since we got all kind of stuff going. Oh yeah, so it's gonna be great. So December to remember, it's gonna be a thing. Uh, I'm 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 glad about it. How about you? I'm good. We need to get a song for that. December to remember. No, that ain't it. But I'm gonna think of a jingle. Think of a jingle. I'm gonna think of a jingle and let my jingle jangle. Let <laughs> that thing jangle. <laughs> Mother December to remember, bro. You ready to get the podcast officially started? Let's go to the bless up report. Yes, sir. All right, we are here at the Bless Up Report where we celebrate black folks. Uh, We know black history is 365 days. We don't take any days off of being black. We don't take support black folks at all. Uh, So definitely we want to salute and support some folks today. Uh, First person is Hannah Diop and Sienna Naturals. All right. Uh, Sienna 
it's a uh, CNN Naturals formula uh, formulas are designed to soften, soothe, uh, smooth, excuse me, and define your curls, undo the stress of styling, and to soothe your scalp and your hair. Come on. They have this dope package I, I noticed recently. It's called Salon in the Box. It's only $75. Only $75. You get shampoo, leave-in conditioner, protein and moisture repair, and lock and seal. Um, it's a black woman that has this company. It's a black woman that owns this company. She's It's new. It's fresh in the market. Um, in my bay, uh, she's involved with Issa Rae. Hi, Issa. Um, <laughs> Friend to the podcast. Friend to the podcast. She'll be on. She'll be on soon. You know. Um, but yes, uh, please, 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 please support. Uh, let's take care of our crowns and support black business. Um, this is one, uh, another one, uh, Chef Ed Revis and Money Muscle Barbecue. This one's for the home team. My wife is from Virginia, the DMV area. Uh, so if you are in the DMV area and you are in Montgomery, PG counties, please look out for Money Muscle Barbecue. It's a black owned food truck doing great things in the area. I love DMV barbecue, I love. Virginia barbecue, I love Carolina barbecue, so it's great stuff. Uh, again, that's for the home team. What did you say, Zane? Memphis? I say today, Memphis barbecue. But the barbecue. <laughs> Y'all be great. Y'all go ahead and be great. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, shout out to Ed Revis, Red, uh, Ed Revis uh, and Money Muscle Barbecue. Um, last but not least, we got a young black queen doing great things, Jasmine Lawson. Um, was listed and named as uh, one of Forbes 30 under 30 Hollywood entertainment list. Uh, just so y'all let know who don't know, Jasmine is the creative executive at uh, Netflix. Nice. She actually, yeah, she at under 30. Um, she manages original series, one of our faves, Dear White People, which is a great show. Yes. A great show. Uh, previously, uh, she was the editorial uh, manager for Netflix Strong Black Lead, which is an initiative to support and to kind of highlight black folks, black entertainment, black creations, and to um, kind of, you know, look out for black audiences. So she's super black, uh, doing great things, being super black at Netflix. Um, and we want to bless up Jasmine Lawson for doing great things and doing it for the culture at Netflix. Oh, that's what's up. Bless up to all y'all. Um, y'all got our support, and we love to see it. All of it. We love to see it. So um, let's go to the billboard and talk about some things that's going on. We um we were gone for a week, mm -hmm. and some things happened. So you just talked about Miss Jasmine and Netflix. So um, let's keep theme here. Um, Dave Chappelle um asked Netflix to remove the Chappelle show, and they did it. Um, so he recently did like an 18 minute or so, mm -hmm. um, special where he talked about, he talked about a whole bunch of things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the point of talking about the Chappelle show and how he really didn't have any ownership with it mm -hmm. and then found out that it was being streamed on Netflix and HBO max, but he hasn't been paid for it. Um, mm -hmm. the ironic part was that in that special, he noted that he actually submitted the Chappelle show to HBO. Mm -hmm. And they shaded him, saying that they didn't need him. Why did they need him? Um, and now here they are streaming the show after, you know, tons of success. But he sold his likeness, you know, in perpetuity and all that legalese and stuff that they do. Mm -hmm. um, so he asked the people not to do what Monique did and boycott Netflix, <laughs> but to... <laughs> right to boycott the show and in response netflix you know took it down and they mm. too um because you know they're netflix <laughs> right, right 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 
do think that they honor the relationship that they have with Chappelle because I know he recently mm-hmm. uh, another like hour special with them not too long right. ago, and I'm sure he probably has some other stuff in the works. So they did that. So that's dope. But let's also keep pushing for creators to have ownership of their stuff. Definitely. This is just an example of how people can get um, played, so to speak, by the industry and all these different types of things. So we are pushing for black ownership and we love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, for you who do not know, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., two legends came out of retirement mm-hmm. um, to do a boxing exhibition match. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was cool. Did you, did uh-huh. you watch it, Brian? Um, I, on bootleg, like people was posting clips and stuff like that. <laughs> people was uh, going on Facebook Live, and uh, I was watching on Facebook Live. So, so I didn't pay for it though. So I so I didn't pay for it either. My mother in law paid for it and mm-hmm. sent us the password. Bless her heart. <laughs> and we watched it, uh, <laughs> and it was crazy because my mom stayed up and watched it. So it was like <laughs> a thing because you know it happened during Thanksgiving week. So it was like a whole thing. It was a family thing. But anyway, um, Mike Tyson like he was in great shape, but it was a hug fest, like two uncles fighting at the picnic, wasn't it? But you know what? I'm going to blame the hug fest on Roy Jones Jr. I'm not. The I would agree with that. Fan, but I will say he was the one that always went in, mm-hmm. was ready to fight. Yes. Um, Got loose, Mike started throwing them things. And Roy Jones Jr. got a few hits in, but Mike's like mm-hmm. with them with his infamous, like, right, you know, that, that right hook to the body, them body shots. Mm-hmm. And even in the interview, after a post interview, Roy Jones, <laughs> that joint hurt. He admitted that it hurt it. And he kept avoiding the question about doing it again. And Mike was like, I can do it again. Like, <laughs> Roy was like, nah, bro. Yeah, the, the commentator was like, you know, what did you do? When, um, you know, what was your plan for when Roy Jones hit you? And Mike was like, I went to plan B. I hit him back. <laughs> His whole attitude was like, I'm here to fight. And I think Roy right. Jr. was just conditioning himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he conditioned to fight, whereas Mike was ready to fight. That brings me to the point of mm-hmm. uh, a, a preliminary fight that was supposed to happen. <laughs> they kind of stole the show. Uh, our black brother, Nate Robinson. Oh, Lord. R.I.P. <laughs> Uh, three-time NBA dunk champion Nate Robinson stepped in the ring against a YouTuber, Jake Paul. And the reason why that was a great segue is because I believe Nate uh-huh. was probably in great shape. He's super mm-hmm. active. I don't think he trained to box. I don't think so either. He's just getting the, the, the ring and was going to take his natural athleticism and be like, I can do this. But this YouTuber probably trained and was sparring right. and he knocked <laughs> I said, Dr. King ain't died for this. Listen, Malcolm X didn't get assassinated for this. For you to be laid out in the floor like that. You remember that scene in, um, um, what's that movie with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Beyonce? They was at the church. Fighting Temptations. You remember when Aunt Sally died and Angie Stone went to the cast and said, wake up. <laughs> wake up. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what everybody at home was doing. It was like, wake up. I mean, the way his body spiraled, it was like a praise dance. He, right. <laughs> the liturgical dance. So he liturgical. Just hit the floor. Nobody was expecting for his jingle jangle to get knocked out. <laughs> Ooh. The guy laid in that ring. I mean, listen, that white boy <laughs> to the king. He laid in that ring and got tucked to the king. <laughs> he was travailing. He was, he was just laying out before the Lord. The altar. Listen, listen. Uh, well, then, the New York Knicks colors, you know, they don't win a thing. Not a thing. 
They ain't won in years. In years, you got these, you giving homage to Madison Square Garden and got your butt knocked out. <laughs> and the funny thing on 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 um, Twitter, he said he's representing like NBA players and athletes and mm-hmm. my kids. And I'm like, yo, your child probably <laughs> get knocked out. <laughs> your child get knocked out <laughs> at school on virtual school. They finna get bullied in virtual school because they daddy didn't get knocked out in less than four minutes. <laughs> you in there just black and wrong. Black and wrong. This is we're putting this brother on the prayer list. <laughs> the, the, the prayer list for the jigsaw, because he's number uh, one. Nate. <laughs> yeah, wake up, honey. <laughs> Rise. Rise up. Lazarus, get up. <laughs> Jesus wept <laughs> because of you. You went down there. Get up, man of God. Pick up your walk, oh, please. Ooh, he was just laid out there, like just he, dog. Lay, I mean, just legs <laughs> collapse. Man of God was in a stretched out fetal position. They couldn't do nothing about it. Jesus the Christ. You're supposed to be the highlight, but that was the highlight. God, I thank you. The Christ. Anyway, <laughs> to more to more celebratory things. Uh, <laughs> listen to this podcast. You know that Brian oh, yeah. and I are fans of our London brother across the mm-hmm. waters. Mm-hmm. Hen Shaw. And he has new music coming out on December 3rd. If you listen to the podcast today, music is coming out today. This day. Listen, his most recent single, Still Broke, was released um, October of this year, October 30th. And uh we can thank Black Santa. Please thank him. Giving us new music. And hopefully this is a whole album. I don't know if it's gonna be an EP or just um, you know, one single or something. But he got new music. And my favorite song is Broke. Oh and yeah. A week from hell, I lost my job at five guys. Hey, my girl just kicked me out. She says I'm lame. Horns. That's my song. Okay. Uh <laughs> I love me. He some- got cuts. He got cuts, he got cuts, he got cuts, he got cuts. If you're not familiar, look him up on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal. Um, he has a whole YouTube channel where he got some live stuff and videos. Just look him mm-hmm. up. Go tag him. Tell him we want him. On- Please do. Tell him whenever we do a live show or whatever we got planned, we want him to be our musical guest. Just just, just bombard him with jigs. Please. Yes. Make that be a Christmas gift. Make it a December to remember for us. That send that. Reaches back out and says, hey, I want to be a part. <laughs> Please do that. Tag, want- tag, tag. Tag, tag, tag us. Um, and lastly, uh, no, not last. I got a couple more things over here. Um, Patty LaBelle and her Patty Pies. Now, everybody knows years and years ago, Patty Pies went crazy. They were sold out. I don't know why they were sold out because they taste like no clue. They taste like cinnamon version of peeps. Um, but oh. <laughs> they were sold out. Uh, everybody loves it. Uh, but you know what, Brian? This is what I heard. Okay. I heard that people didn't enjoy them because they ate them straight out the box, and they okay. read the directions. And her direction says to cook it. Okay. So it needs. So I tasted it when they first came out. We were in Minnesota. I don't know if it was a Thanksgiving or Christmas, but we were up there, and Ash's dad bought one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't. Re- I can almost re- say for a matter of fact that we did not put it in the oven. I think we just ate it. Um, So I don't know that it has to finish cooking because it is like gelled and together, but her instructions specifically say 
to put it in the oven for a specific amount of time. Um, mm. So maybe I'm not going to buy one to try it, but I'm just saying maybe that's the reason why they do, it doesn't whatever. But I don't know people who love them. And clearly other people love them because she sold 36,000 sweet potato pies. Jesus. And that comes out to about 1,500 pies per hour. Um, so as much as her pies may not be our jam, mm-hmm. we, we stand for Auntie Patty out here. We do. Culture. Um, because listen, I'm going to say this and I'm gonna say, I said it once, I said it again. Everybody, Auntie and Grandma ain't made equal. So right. sometimes their food ain't the best. Um, but somebody like that stuff. And Somebody. 36,000 pies, 1,500 pies per hour. Listen, get your coin, auntie. Do your thing. Get it. We get that back. We love to see a queen thrive. Um, and lastly, speaking of our queens, um, our vice president-elect, Madam Vice President, Kamala yes. um, and President-elect Joe Biden, they are out here making history, despite all the stuff that they're dealing with this transition. Um First, they appointed Janet Yellen to the position of uh, Treasury Secretary, who'll be the first woman to ever hold this role. Um, I was kind of hoping for Elizabeth Warren, but I kind of know this stuff got to get passed through Senate, so I get it. Right. Um, and also, <laughs> for U.S. history, the White House communications team will be made up of all women. They all, all. as women, their pronouns are she and her. <laughs> <laughs> to see history being made uh, because you know me and we've had we've had an opportunity to lead we have we've effed some things up um and we listen but i love to see all women they got some women of color and shout out to um a, a woman in our generation she's i think my age 31 32 somewhere in there mm-hmm. simone sanders she's yes face during the biden harris campaign um she was one of his senior advisors and now she's a senior advisor to um madam vice president kamala and she's also her official spokesperson so that is yes. major and she's accomplished oh yeah bro like by 31, 32. Oh, yeah. She, it's amazing. But she's absolutely amazing. We love, uh, I love Simone Sanders. Simone Sanders, friend of the podcast. If you're listening, love, she come on the podcast. We love you. Please, woman of God. This, this episode is about shooting your shots. Uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, we'd love to have you on. But no, that's super dope. It is a history making moment. And again, we're not looking for Joe Biden to be our white savior. We mm-hmm. are holding him accountable. And yep. so far, he's doing a decent job living up to what he promised and his cabinet is pretty representative of what america actually looks like it's not right. um it's led by the largest population which is women um so like we love to see it um mm-hmm. and we hope that he continues down this path path and hopefully all of this eventually leads us to the election of our first woman president which will yep. hopefully be a black woman yes madam kamala yes Ah. Yes. Um, so without further ado, Brian, you ready to get into this conversation? Cause we got a special guest that's gonna meet us in the living room. Bruh. We pulled out our good lazy boy for this one. Listen, I tell you, I'm ready. I I I done vacuumed and uh, you know, I done dusted and all kind of stuff and make sure out for the The red carpet has been rolled out. Kevin been rolled out. We sent the kids upstairs. This is a this is a special living room conversation. One of our yep. guests. We we honor and respect all of our guests. All of them. This guest. Um, we gonna like we gonna introduce him soon. He coming. Right. Um, but you get ready. Grab your drinks. Vacuum your floor. Get your snacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get your eggnog. Get your eggnog. And we ain't gonna judge if you put a little something brown in it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wanted that sound like Sandra Clark off 227. Mary. Uh, Mary. 
man, get your get get your drink, get your stuff, and meet us in the living room. Let's do it. Let's go. What's going on, family? Um, we are here in another part, another time in the living room. We're super, super excited. We have someone special sitting on the couch with us, with um, Brian and I. Um, we're going to let him introduce himself. Though. I'm not going to do all the talking. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, so, Justin, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Tell them who you are. Hey, listeners out there. I'm Justin Cornwell. I am an actor, an artist. Uh, I'm, I'm a musician. Uh, anything that has to do with putting things out into the world and, and, and creating new stuff. That's, that's what I do. And uh, I'm also the, uh, the actor who plays young Veronica Jangle and Jingle Jangle. And uh, pleasure to meet everybody. Wonderful, wonderful. We definitely got Black Hollywood in the building. Uh, so we're definitely excited about that. Uh, so uh, just tell us about, I guess, your, your up, for those that don't already know, um, what about your upbringing and where you're from, all that kind of good stuff, how you started in the business. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm originally from um, Louisville, Kentucky. I spent uh, most of my childhood there when I was a kid. I I spent up until I was about eight or nine in Cleveland, Ohio, and then moved to Louisville, Kentucky. Right after that, um, I started quickly started working um, and and doing different plays and stuff around town, uh, doing different singing competitions in school and stuff like that. So it, it, it was pretty Early on, I decided I wanted to, you know, get into, you know, entertainment arts and stuff like that. Uh, after college, I mean, after high school, I went to college, studied theater and uh, just loved it. I got the bug, ended up um, deciding to go to Chicago because, uh, you know, you go out to L.A. and you got to work, work, work just to have a place to stay. So ended up going to Chicago on the advice of my uh, professors and stuff. Uh, working in the working in the theater, finding odd jobs, doing doing a lot of cool different types of stuff, uh, which really gave me a lot of life experience to to go out there and you know, you know, just try different things. And uh, I eventually was able to make my way into Chicago Shakespeare Theater, which was a notoriously hard theater to get into. The institution that was predominantly white at the time, and uh, you know, I ended up in shows being the only black male at, at the time. And getting into Shakespeare, which is what I didn't study in theater school. I actually kind of avoided it because I felt like, ah, that's not for me. It felt like it was kind of a a step away from, you know, what I wanted to explore with my art. But then as I got into it, I just found the universality of it. And it was pretty cool. And after doing that for several years, the casting director showed up to the shows and, you know, they started letting me get into the rooms to audition. And after many, many, many 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 years of auditioning you know you get a show here you get a, a role here and then it gets bigger you know i ended up um booking a role off a of self-tape for training day i ended up on training day on cbs with bill paxton okay. and we shot 13 episodes of that and after 13 episodes of that uh you know um it came out in february of 2017 and he he died uh two weeks later and uh so we didn't even get to make it to the second episode together but they played all the episodes out of uh, out of honor for him, and uh, I guess you guys can still catch those on CBS All Access. But they kind of bury them now. And uh, you know, go, moving on with my career, I, I ended up doing some more television shows. I am the Night with Patty Jenkins and Chris Pine. Um, immediately after that, they both loved Training Day and kind of brought me on. And then um, I ended up working uh, and doing um, another television show called The In Between 
who the people who created that also love training day and they brought me in in on that so uh so that was pretty good and almost immediately after that i booked jingle jangle but uh and that's where i'm at now but I, i'll tell you a really funny story about my very first television um role okay. i actually <laughs> okay. i actually i actually was on empire all right <laughs> okay okay, and, <laughs> okay. Uh, if you guys if you guys didn't know that uh or if you don't know my like my history i mean it's probably something you won't remember me from but this is actually the first time i'm actually singing it's not jingle jangle it's actually in empire okay you guys you guys could go look it up all right it's episode three of the very first season of empire before anybody knew it was going to be a hit show or anything we shot this and at the very beginning of the episode i'm singing for taraji and and she hates it so much she just yells next and kicks me out of the room <laughs> <laughs> that was my first television appearance and i also did another television show on the same day chicago pd where i played the uh, one of the bad guys but it was cool Man, i about to say you, your first singing thing wasn't the uh the drip drop uh with uh <laughs> drip drippity drop yeah drip, that was drop <laughs> drip that was a banger what are you talking about yeah we'll go with that uh, <laughs> Empire gave us a couple of bops. They, like, uh, they gave us one or two, and, and they gave us Frida Gats. So let's not let's not act like we're just like it was didn't give us anything. We got Frida, so we 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 cool. Oh yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, so let's let's go right into Jingle Jangle, right? I we've yeah. already said that it is a um, a Black Hollywood classic already in my household. Anyway, we got a oh, list of some of our good. favorites, and it's like. Uh, almost Christmas, this Christmas. Um, you are, you, you, you know, Best Man you Holiday. Two, you got two David Tower films right. on there, then. <laughs> right, Best Man <laughs> Holiday. And now we add Jingle Jangle because the rest of them, you know, we got Home Alone and all that. But this is for the culture. This is for us. So let's talk about uh, the movie a little bit. Kind of discuss the plot for those. Spoiler alert. So if you're listening, you ain't watched it. That's your problem. That's your business. But <laughs> let's talk about the movie. Borrow let's talk about the plot. Account. Um, yeah, matter of, yeah, borrow that Netflix account. <laughs> Hurry up, get added on there. Um, and if your ex got it, make amends real quick just to watch the movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> but let's uh, let's talk about the movie and, and the plot a little bit and maybe how how what actually drew you into the role. Well, dr what drew me into the role first was, um, I'm, like I said, when I started my career off at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater that was a predominantly white institution, I was one of the few black people that was, you know, even in the doors uh for as long as i was i had been there at, for three years almost working in different shows and when i started my television career it felt like very much the same situation i i was in television shows that were predominantly white being the black guy and uh and i had a lead role in those shows and that was always beautiful and amazing <clears throat> for me but i also noticed that it kind of wasn't part of this 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 larger conversation of, of 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 blackness that everyone was having that I wasn't being a part of, mm -hmm. and I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, you know, uh, man, I would really like to, like to do something for the culture in a way that's that's special and, and something that's amazing, and it, I just put that out there in the world literally because I have been doing all these uh, television shows about police officers and stuff like that, and I was the only black guy. And uh, and I just felt like it would be great to do a show where it could be it could celebrate blackness or, or bring something more to the culture. And she's like, yeah, I agree with you. Let's just find the right project. And um, <clears throat> little did I know, 
I jingle jangle would land on my on my desk like this. Yeah. I, I looked at it and kind of thought, <clears throat> excuse me. I looked at it and kind of thought, oh man, I guess it's it's going to be a, a Christmas movie. I looked up David's uh, other work and I thought, oh okay, he's he's a solid director. I I I think it's probably going to have a smaller budget and it'll be fun and we'll do uh you know, we'll do Christmas songs and we'll have a good time with it. You know, and uh, I didn't really know the scope of what they were trying to achieve with this film, or what we did achieve with this film, I'd say. Um, where it it is, it, when I showed up over in London, it was nothing like I, I could have imagined. I was like, oh, we're trying to win best holiday movie. Mm-hmm. And that was, and then I just realized I'm really a part of something special. And I just remember having put that out there and, and put out, oh man, if I could just be a part of something for the culture, that, that would mean everything. And, and here we got, here we go. We got Jingle Jangle. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm the, just the, you know, we kind of have this back and forth because I uh, am the guy who doesn't really like Christmas that much. Uh, so, um, but I will say, um, okay. I love, I like Christmas movies for some reason though. Uh, and Jingle Jangle was definitely, uh, something that I, you know, also would include in the, you know, the holiday classics and my daughter, I have like a one-year-old and she doesn't sit down for anything, like nothing. And she was uh, eyes glued to the television as we watched Jingle Jangle. So it was, it was definitely dope. And, you know, not to try to like blow it out of the water as far as things like that, but this like was like really a cultural moment. Um, and to see like the timeline, to see like black folks really uh, being excited about something for Christmas. Um, and also just to see that the quality of work, um, the costumes, yeah. the, the acting, the singing, uh, I, was, I would say that it was like just beautifully black. Uh, so I definitely think that was dope. Um, and you kind of uh, said something about this and I kind of want to go back to, to kind of go forward. Um, and uh, our podcast, those that listen know we oftentimes talk about black faces in white spaces. Um, you said it a few times as far as, you know, feeling like that in, in, in those moments. Have you had any situations where you felt, I guess, uncomfortable or felt like your blackness had to be kind of pushed to the back uh, just to be on certain sets and certain spaces? Well, I, I feel like I've made myself accessible. Uh, I grew up in, in Louisville, Kentucky, like I said, and um, the conversation about race and racism and how people view that was 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 right in the middle of everything that we did and it was always trying to be rooted out because there was so much of it in the land but i feel like uh now i'm around people who are who are intentionally trying Mm -hmm. not to be racist and they and they're catching up and their biases are catching up with them you know what i mean and so i think patience is probably the best thing to do because I can't be mad and expect everyone to have my lived experience and understand that, that they're wrong. So for me, um, seeing these things, I never felt uncomfortable when I felt like they were trying to push my blackness to the side, I would address it in a way that allowed them to see that. And, and, and I never felt caved in that way. And I think that's why I'm, I'm, getting to be the kind of performer that I am now um, kind of fearless in such a way, because I never felt, um, I never felt, you know, chained or, or caged at all. I felt like as soon as I'm able to explain why they shouldn't do that, 
we were able to move forward, you know what I mean? So I feel like you got to have patience and communication. Um, even when you feel like you're, it's some kind of injustice or some kind of a front, you gotta, gotta be tactical, I guess, especially in a, in a realm where, you know, they're paying me and I'm, and I'm, and I'm here, you know, like, uh, at the door, like, please let me, let me in, you know? So you don't, so even in that, you have to be who you are. You have to be bold enough to be who you are, even in, even when you have no leverage to even stand in front of them in such a way, you know what I mean? You still have to be, have knowledge itself, I guess. You feel comfortable with that, right? No, that's real. Um, because I think we say it all the time that, you know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like I'm going, I can be professional and all these other types of things and still like my hot wings fry hard with lemon pepper sprinkles on top, right? And <laughs> never discounting my blackness um, to assimilate or necessarily fit into a space. Um, but I, I love all of that. Um, we love all of that. And, but on the opposite side of the spectrum, how was it though, working with not just a majority black cast, but with some like heavy hitters? You got the queen herself, yes. Felicia Rich. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, how was that experience working with those like powerhouses? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I was shedding tears at every moment mm -hmm. being on the set. I think that we all kind of were, but it had to be what they must have felt on Black Panther, right? Yeah. Man, they gave us a budget and we we're making something awesome with the awesome people. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like when you know that this hasn't necessarily been done in this way yet mm -hmm. it feels it felt groundbreaking even being a part of it and like i said coming from those spaces we've all you know when you're a black performer in hollywood you know we're 12 percent of the 13 percent of the population here in america but less of the population in hollywood it just becomes you you recognize that you're you, the space doesn't always look like this at this level mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, and it's just like, wow, we sh this should happen more. There should be 10 more of these, you know, like, it's just like, man, because you feel like working with like, you know, Forrest Whitaker, me and him got to create this character together. We got to find those little, you know, those little things like rubbing his hands together and blowing on them to, to, to start the magic up, it, you know, I was like, hey, he rubs his hands together and they get hot and then he got to cool them down, you know, just to get them so that he can start the magic because it's too much because he's too hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just felt like with being able to communicate with him and learn his craft and sit down with him and have these conversations with him just like when i was doing training day and i sat down and i had these conversations with like antoine fuqua you know what i mean and it just becomes more and more like you you start one black man tells another black man his lived experience and you start to see it from more angles than just yours and it's like oh my goodness he he showed me so much of just how to be patient and how to be how to be thoughtful with your communication in ways that i wasn't because i was a rambler and I'm running and jumping off the rafters but he was very calm and very present and working with David, working, uh, you know, I got to meet Felicia like once during the table read. And then I came back and I met her again at the very end for some reshoots mm -hmm. uh, and the rap party and everything. And I saw her get the fly out of the, uh, the window. Okay. Yeah. And uh, at the very end, spoiler alert, but uh, she flies out of the window and, uh, 
and she's and I got the watch and was like, oh, come on, bring your brother. And I was just like, oh man, that's, that's, that's my grandma or something. I was like, she feels like she's a part of your family in that way. And just working with Anika, who is who is sweet as can be and could and could sing. But you know, the star of the show, Madeline Mills, who's um, you know, she's I think she's eleven or twelve now. She's amazing. I wish I had as much confidence as, as she did. She we're at the table read. And everyone is, you know, kind of, you know, doing their lines and singing. And she gets up basically on the chair, like, starts singing, like, look at me. Like, she has this showman kind of presence to her that's amazing. And having all of these amazing Black people together, and then we just get to go and do our craft, because David wasn't really tight with the script. We know, we were making up dance moves. We were making up dialogue. I mean, we were finding stuff in the moment. We didn't want to waste our own magic by trying to force it into something. You know what I mean? And I think that's like something that like, man, when you get this kind of budget and you also get the time to be spontaneous in the in the in the in the breath to be, you know, you know, create something new. I think that you get something that feels as authentically fun as this movie. Yeah. And like I said, like you said earlier, it was a Black Panther moment. It was beautiful. Uh, I really enjoyed it. My only critique was that Gustafson, what is it? How you pronounce his name? He needed to get the hands. <laughs> it's Gust- Gustafson. Uh, he needs, y'all need to fight him because that, uh, <laughs> y'all shouldn't let him get away with um, all that. Uh, but it was, de- you know, but have you ever, have you ever had a friend? rob you steal something from you take take something from you like uh, your best your best man your your homie the guy you trusted i have you know what i mean and when that when that happens to you it could hurt you so much that 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 violence and all that kind of stuff you could just feel so defeated that it just that that you don't even have that you don't even have the ability to 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 even get to the point where you attack you can you can just feel you can just feel depleted you know what i mean and and I think that's what Geronicus is def- was definitely feeling like. And there's probably equations in that book. There's probably designs in that book, uh, inspirations from that book. It looked like he didn't even touch the surface of mm-hmm. what he had wrote in his journey. So it feel it felt like there was just so much left in that book for him to actually discover that you know that wow. he couldn't reproduce it, and he just you know he just felt kind of you know kind of done after that but you know i felt like he felt determined like he didn't just oh augustus and stole my book and it's over he like i think he's like oh augustus and stole my book but it's cool i got something i'm about to make and then he starts making some stuff and then it's not as good as the thing that that's in the book already and so and so and so then in the middle of him losing the toy battles you know his wife dies and and he's just and then he's just like, you know, it's just harder and harder to live because he doesn't have that backbone of support. And little did he know that his wife might have been a, a lot mm-hmm. more of his stability, oh, yeah. mental stability than he realized right. that he was probably putting a lot of that thing that made him a genius, a lot of that madness on her. And she was keeping him and she was keeping him and stabilized. And and I think he lost his stability after that. And, oh, yeah. and he and cracked, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's it's unfortunate. I mean, uh, <laughs> for Geronicus, I mean, uh, at that point. But I feel like that's why the story is so heavy for in in such a way for it to be a kid's story. Because you know, I I, um, I saw this before COVID with some kids, and they did. You know, the wife dies, and the, the kids are like, "What happened? Mm. Why? Why?" They don't understand that, especially the the younger kids. You know what I mean? And uh, it reminded me an up in that way. 
uh, where the wife dies at the, at, at the beginning and the, and the man kind of go kind of recesses into himself. And then he needs a young spirit to kind of get him out of, of that and show him what, what it means to, to, to be alive again. No, that's so real. And the movie like has so many layers and um, just it touches on so many different points, particularly in the black experience. I know like Brian isn't the big uh, we joke about him being the Scrooge of the group, but I'm like the, the holiday king. Um, all things like Christmas starts November one. Um, for me, all right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but you see the joy and the magic of Christmas. We see, like you said, um, the grief that comes with losing a loved one. We see where, and many times, families have to heal. Like you see, um, Anina, Anika Rose's character, like leaving, and the kind of separation between uh, father and daughter, and then that restoration at the end, and how the granddaughter kind of facilitates in a way um, that level of restoration. And like you say, like, you know, a friend or in this case, mentor mentee type relationship kind of going sour um, and then justice happening at the end. So there's so many different themes here in this movie. And I think uh, for me and a lot of people that I've talked to, that's why it's so amazing because it is so layered and the black excellence, um, the whole black Panther moment. Like you say, it's that movie for me, this movie is black excellence as well, uh, but kind of shifting gears just a tad from Jingle Jangle. Uh, what's your, like, before Jingle Jangle, right? What's your <laughs> favorite holiday Christmas movie? Well, see, Willy Wonka isn't really a holiday movie. Okay. It's magical. Um, I see where you're going. It's, it's, it's magical, right? It, it was me and David Tabard, the director here. It was both of our favorite movies, right? It's magical. But if you want to talk about Christmas movies, if you want to talk about the Christmas movie that I watched on repeat, Sinbad, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jingle All the Way. I just watched that like two weeks ago. <laughs> no, that movie still holds up. It's Turbo Time. And Sinbad, I'm going to get you Turbo Man. Like, that's, that was my joint. I love Sinbad, I guess, uh, back in the day. Praise pray for Sinbad. I know he just had a stroke, but, oh, yeah. you know. So, you know, I, I, I love Sinbad back in the day from Good Burger and, and the, Tur and the uh, Jingle All the Way. I probably watched Jingle All the Way more than anything. Who else was in that? Phil Hartman, rest in peace. He was in that. Yeah, Phil Hartman, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was, it's a great movie. And it, the, the dope thing about the movie is the, the lengths that a, a father would do uh, go to please his child. So right. That was kind of. Oh my God! You know something? That's a therapy session for me. Maybe that's why I loved it so much. <laughs> I was just like, I wish my dad would go for some lengths for me. <laughs> 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 Father issues. I know I can definitely talk about that. Josh has a Superman for a dad. I did. Oh. <laughs> oh, lucky. <laughs> it's all good. I would be a Superman for, for my kids. Oh, yeah. Same here. Me too. Uh, so, all right. So, we're going we gonna to shift a little bit. So, we're going to talk about Christmas movies. And, and you want to play a game? Is that all right? Let's play a game. All right. Let's play a game. Uh, we're going to do one got to go. All right. I'm going to name four. Uh-oh. And you got to let me know which one got to go. All right? Okay. We got Home Alone. This Christmas, mm -hmm. that's with Chris Brown, right? Yep, that's uh, with Chris yep. Brown. Chris Brown, that's a that's the star of the cast. Um, almost Christmas. Oh, that's David's last movie, so I can't even say "Gotta Go." I'm sorry, but that's right there is already off. My <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, a Christmas story. A Christmas mm -hmm. story. Okay. So then you're for this Christmas, almost Christmas, Home Alone, and a Christmas story. It's Christmas, almost Christmas. Home Alone and the Christmas Story. Now, Christmas Story was uh, which one was that again? That's the one with the little white kid where you lift the phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, you, you can let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. Goodbye. <laughs>
<laughs> I said the same thing. Least... Christmas story. We got a Christmas. We got a Christmas journey. Now. <laughs> right. Jingle jangle. The... <laughs> Oh, that's what's up, man. So, okay, uh, that was that was way too easy. That was way too easy. <laughs> that was way too easy. So, all right. So, Al, so you gave us the movie. You gave us the vocals in the movie, rather. With um, and let me tell you this: like, I am not the hugest fan of like musical movies. Outside of Dreamgirls, <laughs> shout out to Anika Nani Rose again because you know Dreamgirls is one of my favorites. Me and my wife watch that freaking all the time. Um, but you know, I'm not a huge fan, but what I will say, I appreciated the music in this movie because it gave me like Broadway meets R and B. You know I'm saying, yeah, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Especially the one where the, the mail carrier came to, came in oh, there yeah. and was singing. She had like the backgrounds like that. That's, that's just, now that's a bop. You, you can have drip, drip, drop from empire. I'll give you a, I'll give you a little, uh, I'll give you some, if you guys don't know uh, all the characters in the, in the movie, Lisa Davina Johnson, who uh, Lisa Davina Phillip, who plays Miss Johnston, in the movie, is doing that. She can really sing, but the song is actually sang by Marisha uh, Wallace. So she's in the movie singing that song. The three background dancers are 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 also amazing. But if you check the the, the short shorter guy with the hat on, he always tilts his hat a little bit at the end. That that's Philip Lawrence. He's actually the he actually wrote all the music with Davy Nathan. And if you know Philip Lawrence, he he's the guy in, in the in the, all the Bruno Mars videos because he writes all the Twenty Four Karat Magic. He's he's the guy dancing with all the with the glasses on. Yes, he's the co-writer. He uh, what is it, Smeezington? What's their name? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Smeezington. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's Bruno Mars's writing part. Okay, I, I didn't know that. That's, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. And so they they kind of worked him into the movie in a really cool way because he wasn't trying to be in the movie, but we were literally evolving the songs while we were shooting the movie rewriting a whole another piece like right before we started shooting they wrote um that first piece that madeline sings journey that journey sings at the beginning of the of, of the movie while she's uh creating the toys he they said oh let me do some oohs and some ahs and then it became in life get your butt out. and then suddenly they just said hey yeah hey, hey, just create some dance moves and put them in the movie <laughs> and they became kind of in the movie and it became a whole piece and that's what i mean by like not kind of forcing it like david didn't force it to be anything he was just like this sounds cool let's make it this you know what i mean like yeah. and it became that spontaneous fun thing and it became like we were like having fun and that's why I think it's so fun. Like the movie came out so fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I think you can like even not knowing that, I think you can kind of see that, right? It didn't feel stiff or forced, like even in the dancings, um, like you know, kind of secret wish list for me in life. I would love to be a part of a flash mob. It's just all every, every time I see like I me? the you know, the things I I want to be able to, <laughs> to do the things. Uh I'm sure there's a COVID flash mob yeah, out there. Yeah, somewhere. I'm sure. I, now, I don't want any parts of that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, so like like with the vocals going on and all the wonderful new Crown of Christmas songs y'all gave us, what are, um, what are, like, what's your all-time favorite Christmas album, if you have one? Um, you know, <laughs> um, I love the, my mom always played that Black Street album. I think they had something maybe a couple of Christmas songs, maybe not a whole album, but, uh, you know, the Jacksons, you know, Christmas album was the, was Bye the man. classics. 
the tempta- the Temptation Christmas album, obviously, but these are just the staples. I, I, okay, I, wait a minute. So, 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 so if I say, do you know where I'm mind, going with that? In my mind, Temptations Christmas. So, so where we, so where we, where we going? I'm talking about the- exactly. <laughs> I, I, okay, so Josh has this thing where he see he says, "In my mind," and he thinks I'm supposed to know what Christmas song he's talking about. And it's a what temptation? No, no, is it's a, is it, it uh, Rudolph? It's Silent Night. <laughs> it's, oh it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's when he starts talking, right? There you go. <laughs> I had no clue, no clue, <laughs> um, no clue at all whatsoever. Um, yeah, but so you know, I, I think you know my favorite, and it's a newer Christmas album. So and I'm you know, CeeLo Brown's Christmas is like my favorite Christmas album. It's not older. But it's, you know, my favorite. It has a great, great songs, great numbers uh, on it. Um, but I would say my favorite Christmas song is definitely going to be okay, the blackest Christmas song ever. Uh, oh, man, that was coming uh, up. This man. Christmas is. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the song that, you know, I'm going to listen to. It's on the playlist. Um, I, I actually like, too, I like, uh, you know, a good, it's not an mm. older song. Again, I'm not a big Christmas music person. I like Leslie Odom. He has a Christmas album that's, you know, amazing. Leslie Odom Jr., great singer, <laughs> Hamilton. For those that do not know, yeah, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I like whenever the the um, uh, the Isleys used to do Christmas songs because uh, you know they used to do some. I think back in the day, because you know now they don't make as much Christmas music. I think everybody was required to have a Christmas joint out at it's- one point. Cause I think all of our like classic R&B stars got them. And you know, just for the record, favorite Christmas album is Give Love at Christmas with the Temptations. Um, you know, that's the one that didn't have David Ruffin on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the, well, what was, what, what is his name, Brian? Help me out. Ain't nobody coming to see you. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> You'll be nothing without David Ruffin. Probably the best line in the history of world. <laughs> you ain't nothing without me. <laughs> the temptation would just be searching for him, David <laughs> But that's, that's that's my all-time joint. So let's do this. Let's let's make it a little bit more difficult for you. All right, top five Christmas songs and artists, because that matters. Okay, top five Christmas songs and mm-hmm. artists. So like for me, it was it would have been like you know, give love at Christmas by the Temptations. So like like that. Yeah, but I like give love the the little Michael really? version. Really over the Temptations version. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mike, little Mike, Mike little Mike is saying little Mike big Mike is a growler. He growled, <laughs> and he had a couple of high notes. And yes. yeah, growling falsetto. Like, yeah, but right, little Mike right, right, was right. one of the best singers ever lived. Oh yeah, PBD wasn't kind to Big Mike. Uh, but little Mike yeah. had had the juice. Definitely. I'm trying to juice. think uh, because uh, you know. Um, uh, the Christmas songs are, are tough because I, they're they're not on the playlist currently, <laughs> and uh, jingle and jingle jangle hey, songs exactly. uh, can be uh, can be sang outside of the context of Christmas. Like this day, it, it, except for when I'm yelling "Merry Christmas," is isn't you know a Christmas song per se until I yell "Merry Christmas." You know what I mean? But you know, all there's Magic Man G and a lot of those songs. You know, it's it's Christmas theme. I'm trying to think. You know. Uh, uh, I like the, um, like I said, uh, there was the, 
Temptations, Christmas, Donny Hathaway's on the list. You know, you know that has to go down there. I don't want to say Mariah Carey uh, with that track, but you know we hear it well, every year. Every, hey, yeah, CeeLo did. It. I like CeeLo's version. <laughs> Can I put CeeLo's version on there? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, okay, so then I'm gonna have to throw one of those Afro Man tracks on there. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys, you guys remember Afro Man's Christmas album, right? Uh, I remember because I got high. I don't remember he had a Christmas See, album. <laughs> you guys are gonna look that up right after this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And it's and it's like uh, it's 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 the most it's the wildest Christmas album I've ever heard. It's it's about as lewd as you you would you would think as a guy basically recording songs out of his Sprinter, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Give me, give me a ratchet Christmas. Give me a ratchet Christmas. Um, I like Big Frida. Big oh Frida Christmas God. songs. <laughs> Big Frida. She got uh, some kazoo in it with some kazoo. <laughs> oh, y'all kazoo too? All right. Uh, I can't think of any more Christmas um, songs because I don't even know the names. It's called Christmas. I love Christmas uh, now. Uh, you know, Kids Bop Christmas. That was that's on the <laughs> man. It's all right. I, mean, I used to work in retail, so that's why I'm not really a big fan of Christmas songs because I worked in retail oh, for like too. about a year. Where'd you work? And do, so, so you understand? So during Christmas time, they're playing like the same like five to ten songs by different artists back to back, back to back, back to back. So oh, yeah. I, qu- I, you know, my, you know, PTSD, <laughs> of, you know, retail during Christmas. One Black Friday, attitudes, you're done. One Black you Friday, know. like I'm done with this. Job. Right. <laughs> over, over. You know, um, I actually worked at Macy's. Uh, where you, where you? I, I worked at Macy's and Lady oh. Shoes, and so it was good okay. money. But Christmas time, oh no, they had they had the deals. You don't want to be. You don't want to be in the place I had the oh, deals sure. during Christmas. Brother, oh, I worked at the ghetto Walmart. Those that are from Atlanta is in Lithonia. Lithonia Walmart. That place was the ghetto. ghetto. <laughs> uh, I survived. Um, yeah, that was not the place to be um, during Christmas time. Um, speaking, of, speaking of Christmas, okay, so. Uh, I can't let y'all, wait a minute. I can't let y'all skip over all these Christmas songs that y'all missed. Okay, okay then, oh, okay. Lord. Someday okay. at Christmas uh, with Stevie Wonder, we got... Uh, the- the, yeah, the entire Temptations one. album. You got um, PJ Morris just dropped a new one for people on new stuff. John Legend just dropped a new one. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things, Brian. <laughs> but the thing is, I haven't heard any of the John Legend Christmas albums. I haven't heard PJ Morton's new Christmas You're- joint. So it's like yeah, as soon as this so- recording is over, we're sending we're sending you all the all the Christmas songs. <laughs> I think also the other issue is. And I think something that Jingle Jangle's trying to trying to hope that we can understand that we need to see our family and be with our family and stuff. But ha- having separated for, from everybody in COVID, it's just like, you know, I'm not I, I just don't have the Christmas joints up without my family around. You know, people telling me they haven't seen Jingle Jangle yet because they're waiting to see it with their family and stuff. No, you that's- know? And I feel like and I feel like that about the music as well. Sometimes. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. I, I can see that. Um, but we blasting them over here, and we we can't forget about with with, with the uh, with boys to me and um, Nippy got one. You know, I I I could go down. I can call the roll. 
Silent Night with Boys the Men is, I think, Clearly. is my favorite. Really? Because I, I used to be in, uh, you know, a choir like Glee, and and I had my, I had my little barbershop quartet, and we would get down on some Boys the Men. Tracks. Okay, now th- that part makes sense. That part makes sense. That part makes sense. All right, I, I mean, I can, you, Brian, do you want me to keep going? Because I could. Uh, no, thank you. We can go. We can go on. <laughs> so, okay, so you know, and this is another debate that we have continuously. When does Christmas time actually start for you? You know, my grandmother always started buying presents in October. Her favorite time of the year was Christmas, and she and the last time I seen her was at Christmas before she 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 uh, passed sadly. But it, it was her favorite time of the year, and it, and it just reminded me, and it just reminded me why because she wanted to to take the time to find gifts for everybody. And she would have gifts for everybody, the neighbors, the neighbor's kids. She, even if it was a small gift, and her, she started in October because she had long lists. Christmas starts Thanksgiving. That's when you put the tree up and the, and the decorations, all that kind of stuff. Isn't your tree up now in your home? My wife loves Christmas. So we put the, the trees up <laughs> um, when she wants to put the trees up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put the tree up at Christmas this time in my year. It's gonna start a little earlier since Jingle Jangles are uh, doing well. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start Christmas a little earlier. Right. It's the, it's the number one movie. So you know you gotta. I guess you gotta support. I think people are gonna expect you. You know, Dronicus to have <laughs> the tree up and be in the Christmas spirit. You can't be the Grinch. No, be, no, I'm young Dronicus. Not this year. I'm. I'm not. I'm never the Grinch. I, I love Christmas. Like I said, it's my grandma's favorite holiday. It, now, forever, it remind me of her. I got my whole family together last year in a way that we never have, and I think Beautiful. that it's going. And I think I, I love Christmas, and this year I get to put a Christmas movie on people, so I love it. What What is your? I guess your favorite. So we're talking about Christmas. What is your favorite holiday tradition? Well, <laughs> well, it's between opening presents and eating, but you know, at the same time, um, I always had. We always open one present on Christmas Eve. I think everybody has that tradition, right? I open the fridge. I I I bought. <laughs> nah, that's not that's not. I'm not gonna lie. I buy things. Um, and then by the time when, when, yes, right. when it comes to Christmas, um, you know, I've already bought most of the stuff that I already wanted. So then it's kind of difficult for me to, to have things. So my wife mm. has a hard time buying things. So we usually just don't buy. See, yeah, I think back in the day, nowadays, my family just gives each other gift cards. So we got to wait till the next day to spend it. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but back in the day when I was a kid, Shopping. opening that Dreamcast, I was like, oh, this is what I wanted. Oh. Yeah. God, God, God came down heaven. <laughs> and, and with the game system, that that is the best Christmas gift you can get. A game system? Like, a game system? When with you're like, a kid, it's you better know, than a girlfriend or a wife. Anything. And you just, and then you, you're yeah. out of school. So you playing that game, like, every day until you go back to school. And you go back to school and talk about, it's when social media right, was right. a thing, of course. You go back to school talking about what games you got. Like that was the dope thing about Christmas as a kid is going back to school and like bragging to your friends about all the stuff you got for Christmas. Oh so, man, social media ruined everything. They, they can't no surprise anymore. None. Like no no surprises. <clears throat> uh like the things that were so easy when we were younger as far as like, you know, waiting to get to school. Like I can't wait to get to show off these new sneakers right. I got for Christmas. Like I'm a flex on all y'all. Uh so <laughs> but you know, it's neither here nor there. So, so Justin, how are you um, and your family, um, are you celebrating Christmas? I know COVID has kind of put a halt on more traditional gatherings and things like that. So y'all got any like non-traditional things y'all going to do? Any alternative gatherings you're, you're going to well, I'm married and, you know, me and my wife, we put up a tree. Um, depending on um, what, COVID, what COVID does here in the next month, you know, it's about all we got till Christmas. So, um, 
depending on that, will I travel? I'm not 100% sure. I decided against traveling for Thanksgiving. And uh, so um, I have a few friends that I've been uh, kind of in a bubble with and we've been hanging out. So maybe they maybe they come and we exchange gifts, Secret Santa style, or it's not that many. So probably just exchange gifts. Or, um, you know, maybe I just, you know, hang out here with my wife and, uh, and hit, hit up the family on Zoom and we, um, and, uh, and, and we drink eggnog over Zoom or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, eggnog. You drink eggnog? I do drink eggnog, man. It's good. Right. I love good eggnog. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not, I'm not judging you for that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're going to uh, get ready to wrap up the conversation. But before we do, what are what are some things that we can expect from Justin? Are we getting like a prequel to Young Jeronicus? Because we really need Listen, to know some backstory. If you guys check it out, we watch Jingle the Jingle again. You, you saw the Wakanda sticker on there. I mean, Jeronicus has been around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in the director's ear about, you know, trying to um, find the different stories in this universe. And I'm confident that he's going to explore different stories in this universe um whether i'm in it or not is to be seen um i have a great relationship with them so that's cool um but i'm i'm just i'm just happy to be in this piece because you know i think it's a, a historic piece uh for black cinema and uh you know even the dp was black um and i don't you don't see that a lot and it's, it was just really cool to be a part of something like this so um, so let's, let me get some backstory though. I'm, I'm going to have to write the pilot myself and say, Hey, look, <laughs> let's do a 10 part series. Go, <laughs> go ahead and do that. And we're, we know, petition. We'll sign it. Uh, we'll get this thing going. <laughs> we'll sign it. Get pockets. <laughs> right. We need a budget. We'll get this go for me going. We'll and shoot we'll, ourselves. I'll, right. I'll put my money together for this. <laughs> Y'all be the producers on the then. Official podcast to cover the, the 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 backstory. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The after, the after, the after show. The official after show. <laughs> Favorite episode. Talking about it. <laughs> hey, yo, put it out there, man. Listen, we put it. Yeah, you know, for, for real, for real. Um, but yeah, man. Like any other things though, you got in the works maybe that you can talk about that you got or something that we can look for from you. Um, jingle jangle. Um, I was working on uh some other projects before COVID came around and um those projects are 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 uh, doa at this point so for me i'm actually meeting with directors i'm reading scripts um finding my the next thing uh you know to bring out hopefully soon i can get back out there and, and bring out something cool but nothing on the slate as far as 2021 as of yet but hopefully i'll be uh on set and COVID would be a thing of the past that's what's up, man. So be- before we wrap up this segment, um, tell the people where they can find you and uh, maybe how they can how they can follow you. Keep yes, um, you guys can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Cornwell, C-O-R-N-W-E-L-L, Justin underscore Cornwell. Hit me up with your questions, with, with your hellos. Um, I, I try to answer a lot of people on there. Um, I think uh, it's, it's great, you know, um, without people who want to see my career grow it won't so <laughs> come come through and uh and um i'll chat with you that's what's up man so uh we're going to go into some um this segment we like to call i am my brother's keeper talk about some black men self-care you want to hang out with us for that sure let's do it all right y'all let's let's go into some black men self-care Ooh,
All right, we are here at I Am My Brother's Keeper, Black Man Self-Care, and we love to take care of ourselves as black men. We got to do it, right? We got to do it. Uh, so, Justin, can you, you know, got a guest in the room today. Justin, can you please let the people know what you're going to be doing uh, to, I uh, guess, take care of yourself, okay? You know, when I get up in the morning, I like to uh, sit in silence. It's kind of meditation for about uh, 15 minutes or so, longer if I can, but about 15 minutes. If I, if I go for a workout after that, all these things just to get my blood moving. I like to kind of go over mentally what I got for the rest of the day so that I can see it all on the map. And once every, all my work's cut out for me, uh, my mind doesn't get so frustrated and I can go from one task to the next. Ooh, yes. Uh, also, um, I like to not watch the news so much. <laughs> um, I actually, I'll tell you what, I started wearing a heart rate monitor so that I can monitor my anxiety being, being in, at home with COVID. Wow. And I noticed that my heart rate went up when I watched the news. So I ended up turning it off. And, uh, and, and, and just being mindful of my, my mind and my body. And especially during now, because I think self-care is important. And I think we all have a little bit more time to figure out the best methods for ourselves to care for ourselves. And, uh, you know, I'm with my wife and, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I have all these kind of mechanisms in my life and I don't feel like I have to do much out of my routine to, to care for myself. At this point. That's what's up. That's what's up. Glad to hear that. And I'm definitely glad to hear you talk about as far as, you know, the anxiety and things of that nature, that it's, it's a real thing. It's things that we definitely uh, deal with, especially as black men. Um, so we definitely, I think we should have, the, you know, I don't know if you, you may, may be busy, but hopefully have you back at another time when we talk about some more mental health things, uh, as far as a black man, especially in your position in your, uh, space, uh, that, you know, maybe had to drop some gems on us, uh, in, in greater dialogue. Uh, Josh, what are you doing? Last thing I'm going to do is probably begin to research some ideas for a new tattoo. Y'all know I love a tattoo. <laughs> I love a tattoo. And I know my mom may not even like it, but it's, you know, it's, that's neither here nor there. But I'm going to start researching some ideas because probably by the, the top of the year, I'm definitely going to hit up my guy, CJ, um, tell him my idea, get in the lab and make that happen. It hurts, but it's healing for me because all of my tattoos really mean something. So to really <laughs> um, put that on my body as a representation um, of my life and what I've gone through and have it as art. It's going to be really meaningful. So I'm going to start that process as we go into the new year and close out the holidays. Um, I haven't got a chance to watch as much TV as I want to. Uh, we record a lot of TV. So uh, I kind of want to get caught up on all the stuff that we have recorded. So I'm just going to chill. To be honest with you, I'm going to chill at the house with the wife, daughter, um, and just, you know, get back to, you know, normal in terms of, you know, get rejuvenated, refreshed uh because i need this time off so that's that's what i'm gonna do so right, right. um i'm glad to hear everybody has some good things going for black men so okay shout out to your wife you know wife black wives or wives in general just for black men are important um black wives, wives in general matter but wives you know, in general black yeah, wives but, you know, matter I, so <laughs> Black wives yeah, matter. Black wives, black matter. wives <laughs> matter. Uh without them there will be nothing. Shouts out to Lauren. I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> My wife's Lindsay. Shout out Lindsay. Shout out to Lindsay. You know, we appreciate you too. Uh, for, you know, allowing uh your husband the, the space and opportunity to come hang out with us for today. Um 
Uh, I think that's pretty much it as far as Black Men Self Care. We are uh, appreciate you and um, running ahead awesome. Cool. Let me talk. Let me talk. What's going on, y'all? And we're about to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed the dope conversation that we had with our. Oh yeah. Brother. He's our brother. Our brother. Cornwell, uh, aka Young Geronica's Jane. Killed. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have you back on the pod, brother. We definitely enjoy it. Um, Amazing. Living room. We know that you're busy, so go, go keep making movies. Go keep doing your thing, and we're going to be here to watch it and support you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So you're probably thinking, wait a minute. Y'all skipped the P.O. Box. No, we didn't. We got your questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but this week, you know, because our conversation with um Justin went a little long, because we were when you have good company at your house right you know black people we'd stay around for a while but we'll say we finna go and then mm-hmm. minutes later we still there <laughs> right so we didn't want to necessarily and we know that we took a week off but this is a december to remember so we got a lot of good stuff planned for y'all so we just gonna mm-hmm. get into a greater conversation brian you got anything you want to rant about uh, i don't I'm still on the high from the, the from the holidays, so I, I'm 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 gonna let you you know I'm gonna let you I'm it looks I'm I'm a, I feel like you have something. I know your your Holy Ghost is on because I'm on a high too. But let's let's fly on down to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, true kitchen and cocktails, cocktails with a K. So that way. Oh you, Lord. Now you know typically on this here podcast, mm-hmm. do not. Talk negatively about our black. We are here to uplift black people, mm-hmm. black businesses. Yes, sir. We shout them out in the blessed support. We pray for them. We travail. We intercede. We do. We we support with our black dollars and not just our mouths. Okay. Mm-hmm. We do these things. We do them. This particular restaurant on this particular day, this brother um was hosting a a brunch the owner of this restaurant this establishment was hosting a brunch mm-hmm. and um allegedly there were some people there who was twerking they had a dj and some women started twerking now mm-hmm. um from what i understand he mm-hmm. told them asked them to stop mm-hmm. um now they were standing on the furniture and all that kind of stuff and after he asked them to stop they it, apparently they didn't because mm-hmm. There with no mask on. Oh Lord. A sermon saying that, you know, I built this restaurant, you know, for us to have something. And, you know, y'all can take this S somewhere else. And if you want to twerk, take it to the pink and the <laughs> the pink. <laughs> Shout out to the pink. Shout out to Uncle Clifford. I want to go to the pink. Uh, I want to go, yeah, I want to go to the fictional pink, not the one he's talking about in Texas. But he was like, mm-hmm. take all that there. He said, I don't need your money. You can get the F out of my restaurant. And the the beautiful thing about that rant was when he said get the F out, all the black people collectively clutched their pearls. It was like, ooh. <laughs> they was like, ooh, too. Um, right. Just, you know, black people being black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is why he's a part of the greater conversation. Now, okay. people may be saying, well, Josh, he was standing on the, they were standing on the furniture. They were twerking. Mm-hmm. He asked them to stop. True. But mm-hmm. let's get some context here. Okay. First of all, you're, Let's do some self-realization. Okay, let's break it down. Doing, sir, that is inviting partic- potentially the type of crowd that you don't want in your restaurant. Mm. Let's start. Okay. 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 Because most restaurants that have like fine dining and even like brunch stuff, mm-hmm. 
atmospheres for what they pretty much want. So I've been to brunch at several different places in Atlanta, you know, when the world was open. And uh-huh. I've been to Copeland's. This one mm-hmm. of the only buffet I eat at. And I probably won't eat there anymore after COVID. Um, but pre-COVID, right. I, was, I don't do buffets. Too many pans in the same pot. Yeah. But Copeland's has, like, it's just their regular, it's really much their regular restaurant with a brunch menu. Mm-hmm standard price every now and then because it's new orleans they have like a jazz band mm-hmm. they create the type of atmosphere right, right that fits their restaurant i've been to five church in midtown kind of upscale bougie millennial place but mm. that's the vibe everybody's kind of stunting in their gucci and they name brands and i ain't have no gucci but you know i was dressed okay and mm-hmm. kind of how you go you go to stunt but you go there to be seen and to look and their food is great but they have music playing, sometimes a little hip hop, but still mild because that's the atmosphere that they um, that they have. Now, right. So been to Negril Village, okay, and that <laughs> day party, right? It's the DJ. People are standing up. People now, no, mm-hmm. like twerking, but like if a certain song come on, they dance and we sing before I let go. The whole oh, yeah. things, right? And the reason why I'm giving you these three different scenarios is that. Mm-hmm. Um, every restaurant, whether they're black owned or not, now the grill is black owned, they create the type of atmospheres that one draw the type of people who would kind of come, but right. the environment that people want to be a part of. And if you think yeah. of brunch, especially among a lot of black people, black millennials, mm-hmm. brunch, we love a brunch, we love a Chelsea boot and a brunch, right. <laughs> That's just what we do. Uh, that's 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 kind of requirement for brunch. But like, it's really a fancy way to have a day party. Mm-hmm. People pretty much drunk off unlimited mimosas, but stay mm-hmm. food. Right, right, right. So you mm-hmm. take me for thirty dollars, I can have um, unlimited mimosas. Mm-hmm. The right restaurants, your mimosas are light skin, which means they ninety percent champagne. Right, like me, they ninety five percent. You know what I'm saying? So you're getting these people really inebriated. You're creating this atmosphere and you play certain music. And not to say that we should be uncouth, but it turns into a party. Oh, yeah. Exactly what happened there. True. Now, when he asked these people to stop twerking, the DJ was literally playing throw that in a circle. Mm-mm-mm. And you get mad when the woman threw that thing in a circle. She was only being, uh, being obedient. Being obedient. <clears throat> now, Here's where the only time I'm on his side, don't mm. stand on my furniture. Right. Just, you know what I'm saying? When you think of standing on furniture stuff, you think of the you think more of like the club club. Right, right, right. And if you're in my house, you I don't care how lit the party is, don't you put your feet on my couch. Brooklyn or nobody her age, don't <laughs> my couch. You know what I'm saying? Because that's behavior I, I expect out of a baby, a toddler. Right. Saying. So on that end, yes, absolutely. Don't stand on the furniture, but for five seconds, 15 seconds, if they twerking a little bit in that type of atmosphere, right? I don't understand what is wrong. So number <clears> one, <throat> you have to begin to understand the type of atmosphere that you're curating. Right. If you don't want that, be bit like ch- change it up. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to excuse the twerking. All I'm saying is that. You serving henny mimosas and henny Hennessy this and Hennessy that. You mm-hmm. got people drunk. You playing twerk music. You have a DJ there playing twerk music. They're playing twerk music. Why these people are drunk and you expect them to like, bro? Imagine if back that thing. Like, imagine 
a completely sober environment. Mm-hmm. As back that thing come up. What is 99% of the time, what is happening? Oh, every, everyone is getting up and dancing. Everybody's getting up to dance. Yeah, 99, 2000s, we going to the dance floor. Even if it's just a quick, ah, 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 like, mm-hmm. we're going to get it and we may move on. So all right. the thing is that, you know, why, and then here's the other part. The whole respectability politics thing that you threw in there, I won't. How can I expect the brothers to respect women if you weren't here twerking? First of all, why should women be disrespected and degraded because they twerking? Right. And, and at one point, did her twerking invite me to be disrespectful? Right. Like that is in, that's in a whole nother conversation, like as if within itself. But mm-hmm. then, and then you're talking about you doing this respectability politics thing. You walked over there into my space with no mm-hmm. mask on, mm-hmm. getting your, and then you, you're telling the DJ to hush, right? This is something that you had, this is clearly something that you had on your chest for a while, something that right. you had to say for a minute. And here's the thing it goes back to the point that I was making initially. If you don't want that kind of atmosphere, that kind of vibe, change it up. Mm-hmm. Replace the DJ with a live band. Make sure right. it only plays like arm because like you can still have fun and have the black fun kind of atmosphere without twerking. Oh yeah, 90s music. If you, play, mm-hmm. I let go. Like we're gonna get up and sing, but you know what I'm saying. Right. You got like you know what I'm saying. And, and again, I'm not excusing their behavior. Per- mm-hmm. All I am saying is that you you created an atmosphere that was conducive of a day party. You gave right. vibes and right. didn't want that. So mm-hmm. here's the other thing. Because you're also the owner, there's a, to, for me, there's a level of coof that you just have to have. Like right. when they didn't stop the first time, the next time you tell security, watch them. If they keep twerking, please ask them to leave. Right. And that's yeah. it. You didn't have right. to viral, and they could have been the ones on Facebook and Twitter going mm-hmm. off. And when they hit it, you could yep. respond and say, "It's very true. They were standing on my furniture twerking. I didn't mind I, a good time, but I didn't want them furniture. They didn't listen, so I respectfully asked them to leave. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They they didn't have to pay their bill. I just asked them to leave. Leave, because you said we don't need your money. So if that was me, I'd be like, "Oh, let me let me get up and leave this. You don't need none of our money. Oh yeah." Like now you flexing because what if people stop patronizing you? What if oh exactly in that restaurant at that same time put their fork down and left without paying? Because you know, oh yeah, like what were you going to do? Right, right. He probably is the type of black dude that says doesn't say niggas is nigger. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he probably puts the hard R, hard R, E R on it. So then, so he was on the Ricky Smiley show Monday. Mm-hmm. I want to say Monday and you know, we we're interviewing and of course, Ricky Smiley with his, you know, we wonder if we're going to talk about the problematic nature of Ricky Smiley, but he's mildly. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about it another time about that. You know, but um, that's what happened when you get people on the other side of 1911, you Omegas or something else. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like he was talking about, yeah, I respect it. We got respect. And I'm going to go have lunch with your brother. I support you, but I'm like, no, no, like, I, I get that. I, I understand that he felt like he was disrespected, but it does not negate the fact that he went way too far. Mm-hmm. He was completely off base with what he asked for versus what he provided. And you can miss me with these Bugetto, uh, that's bougie and get up for y'all who don't understand, these Bugetto um, slushies that you put in and recycle Duce bottles. Like, <laughs> you building something for the culture. Like, if you want to be a five-star, then bro, be a five-star. Right, right. To be the popping brunt, and it and here's the thing: not being five star does not mean that you can't be classy and upscale. But what it right. does, if you want to be the hip happening brunch vibe place, 
in Dallas, Texas, or wherever, then you understand that, that especially for blacks, that comes with a certain level of environment and atmosphere. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to provide that, then maybe you need to recreate and recurate what your brunch represents and what your brunch does. Because I gave you two examples of mm-hmm. nice brunch spots that does not give you full party vibes. And right. I give one that does because mm-hmm. they clearly create and curate that type of they look for that type of atmosphere and again, right. we weren't twerking but they also didn't play specific twerk, twerk songs so if they didn't want that they didn't have that because they didn't play that right like anybody okay so you play weak by swv anybody twerking we gonna we gonna sing somebody gonna stand up but if somebody stands up in your chair you have every right to be like hey bro sit you're going too far you know what right. I'm saying? but like don't stop her from singing. Don't stop the time. Right. So anyway, let me get off my soapbox. But that's the thing. Like we gotta, we gotta stop that kind of stuff, y'all. Where we like are way off base mm-hmm. and extremely critical of things and try to justify things, right? By saying that's because that's why we as black folk can't have nothing. And blah 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 blah. blah. <sighs> this. This was a case of some patrons may have been a little tipsy, mm-hmm. been a little too far. Right. Um. And but the owner handled it in the worst of ways. Yeah. <clears throat> that, the, and, and that's the thing that to me that bothers me. Out of all of this, even if the people were out of line, you are still the owner. Yes. Of this establishment. So in every step of the way, you have to have a certain level of decorum and poise, and um, like you can't be out here cussing at people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you talking about I want to have a class establishment, but you cussing at people. Like that, like that is that home. Right. Right. Uh, and like you said earlier, to your point earlier, like let them be the ones when you escort them out that they act, you know, they act up. And then you, cause at this point you look at the bad guy, you look like, like a terrible person. But even on top of that, I know there's this thing where people be like, you know, you know, black people, he said, Oh, we can't have nothing and all that kind of stuff. And like, I don't do this at the white places. I'm like, like I'm probably like, you know, as black folks in black spaces, we're gonna be a little more relaxed because we're around our people. Oh yeah, we're home. So we're going to turn up at a level maybe higher than we would turn up anywhere else because it's like, you know what? I'm around black folks. I'm gonna let my hair down. I'm gonna drink this this mimosa and we're gonna get loose and we're gonna have fun. Um, and if you don't like that, again, all you had to do, even if you told them before, go back to them and say, hey, you know, I know we talked about this before. You know, I kind of warned you, unfortunately, um, I'm going to have to ask y'all to leave. And he could have did it as quiet as possible. And he didn't have to do it. He could have got his security to do it. Easy. Easy. And so- now you look stupid. You look stupid, and you over here trying to justify the interviews and things like that. And I'm and I'm sure if the food is good and the drinks are bomb and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah, I'm sure people are going to still support. Uh, and I actually wish no ill will on this brother. I want oh, yeah, not at all, not at all. But I do want him to reconsider the context and all that happened before he gives this like sermon to people about what they should or should not have been doing in this restaurant. And then even if you felt as though you need to say those things. Right. Bro, blog about it. Get you a podcast and talk about the ways in which you feel like black people need to do better. That moment <laughs> was not was not it. That was right. not. But, 
But even like even within that, like even his like rant, like bothers me because sometimes you know, like when people get to a certain level and a certain side, they're like, they kind of look at black folks like, see, niggas can't have niggas, you know, mm-hmm. or niggas gonna nigg. And it's like it, that's how it came off as like this like elitist. One of those moments. This ain't one of those moments. Like in this case, nigga, you nigged. Like <laughs> you you acted a fool over here, Uncle Ruckus, and all of us. Right. And and to me, I was like, nah, I was put off on it because I was like, it just the way his his posture when he was like saying what he was saying was kind of like 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 looking down on folks for twerking. See, I'm trying to do something for, for y'all. We can't even have nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying okay, to brother. Us, blah, 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 blah. Man, you spell cocktails with a K. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on, like, and go I, somewhere, sir. And I think he's Fred. I think I've heard somewhere that he's my frat oh. brother, but still, that don't give you an excuse. You know, I'm <laughs> for the frat, but that don't give you an excuse to do what you did to say what you said. Um, and I think that wraps up this episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. <laughs> it does a great episode, my man. I add. I add the first one of the December to remember, and I hope y'all remember that this December. Remember it. Remember it. Remember it. Keep put this in your memory bank. Big mm-hmm. little bank. <laughs> um, but no, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for rocking with us. We hope that y'all Thanksgiving was absolutely amazing. Uh, while we were off, uh, we were seeing the numbers that people were still listening, people were still mm-hmm. downloading and tapping in, and all that different kind of stuff. So we appreciate, we appreciate it, we appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. December to remember, remember, if you want to win the prize pack, all you have to do is follow us on IG, which you should already be doing if you're listening. Already be doing if you listen to the podcast. Listen, follow us. Brian's going to give you all the information in just a moment. But um, follow us on IG. Like the post about a December to remember and tag three friends. And remember, you can enter every single day by Mm -hmm. um, tagging. Once you do the first two steps, by retagging three more friends um, the next day to increase your chance of winning the Ultra Black Jigsaw Holiday Prize Pack. Um, Yeah, Brian? Yeah, um, yeah. If you um, let's go back to go forward. If you haven't already watched Jingle Jangle, go ahead and watch that thing. Watch it. Go watch it. Uh, please follow our dear brother Justin Cornwell on IG. Get them numbers up. Get his numbers up. And the numbers up. Right, and let him let him know that you that you watch the the or you listen to the the podcast and you enjoyed him. Like just 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 show the man some love. We got to show our black people some love. We gonna we gonna tie this episode. Let your jingle jangle. Let that jingle jangle. Oh, jingle jangle let that jingle jangle yeah so do us do us a favor go support support us by supporting him uh his ig is justin underscore cornwell uh on <laughs> and i wish i could see this fool uh, lean with it rocking with it <laughs> uh so please he just stood in there and he caught it <laughs> uh so please support uh uh justin by supporting uh support us by supporting justin justin underscore cornwell at uh on instagram uh please follow us at the just all podcast on instagram uh <laughs> this fool's up he's a fool it's my jingle <laughs> that your jingle jangle okay um <laughs> uh please check, check us out on facebook please like our page um please follow me at i am brian hair and joshua at i am josh rogers on instagram uh, send us your emails. We love to hear from you. Ask the jigsaw. Yep, please write in all your questions, all your comments. If you got some holidays coming up, so if you want to break up with somebody, you want to know how to do it, we'll give you advice. 
Right, or we'll do it for you. Like, let's say, just tell them, hey, let's do the show. <laughs> Matter of fact, we'll give you a pseudonym, but give us good details so they can <laughs> listen to who it is. Know exactly who it is. We, you broke up with them on the show. Okay? Right. And, oh, he, you know, he, he only lasted two minutes and, you know, all the good, all the juicy details. He didn't let his jingle jangle. <laughs> he didn't let his jingle jangle. <laughs> And we thank him. <laughs> and we thank him. Oh, mighty God. Um, yeah, thank y'all again. Follow us, like us. Oh, make sure you um, share, subscribe. All that good Leave stuff. a comment. All oh. that good stuff. We got know what to do. Um, and before we head out, Josh, can you please tell the people what they need to do? Yes. Don't let this life stress you out. We almost, listen, we almost made to one of the most hellacious years. Woo. Woo, we almost there. Thank you, Jesus. Been longer. Don't let this life stress you out. Let your jingle jangle. Let it jingle. Let it. You hear that? That's what it's doing. Mm. Let it jangle. Let, your, let it jangle. Because all you can do is what you can, what mm-hmm. you can, the very best ways that you can. But in the midst of all of that, in the midst of that, your jingle jangle, you, will, you should never get caught with your work undone. That's a wrap. Love y'all. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.